think a lot of them have already gone, but uh, children, if you'd like to go to Children's Church, uh, you can be dismissed at this time to uh, go to the back and enjoy a class there for you. All right. Well, Happy New Year. It's the beginning of a brand new year, and um, I, uh, I was giving that some thought, and I read a little... Uh, I guess, cartoon the other day. I thought it was really interesting. And uh, two cartoon figures sitting there, and one looked at the other and said, what is a New Year's resolution? And the other responded and said, it's a to-do list for the first week of January. <laughs> I thought about that. Yeah, We make all of these resolutions, all of these plans, and all of these changes, and we uh, we stick with it for a little while. Some folks stick with it the whole year. Uh, but most people, a lot of people, have too ambitious of a goal, and uh, and so they fall short rather quickly uh, after the new year gets started. And I, I thought about what it means for us as believers to be in the midst or at the beginning of a new year. And a passage of Scripture came to my mind, and the message I want to share with you this morning is start the new year with a new you. Start the new year with a new you. Ephesians chapter 4. There is a passage of Scripture as Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus. And as he is, and, and then from there to the churches in Asia, and as he is writing this message, there is a message for us about a new you, with uh, starting the new year <coughs> Excuse me, with a new you. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 20. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about Him and were taught in Him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to the former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, Created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Put off the old self and put on the new self. Through the process of the renewal of our spirit of your minds. So he's talking about a transformation that takes place. It's not an addition. It's not adding to the old self. He said you're putting off the old self. You're removing the old self and putting on the new self as we renew our minds in Christ Jesus. I thought about this past week. And just a couple of days ago, uh, I was, uh, was out in the yard and I had on shorts and a t-shirt. Wouldn't want to do that this morning. Wouldn't want to do that yesterday afternoon, Right? And so what? With the changing of seasons, the changing of time, uh, the changing of temperature and weather, we change. We change our clothing. So we take off the old, the shorts and the t-shirt, and you go, that isn't going to cut it any longer. We put on something new or different in order to deal with the circumstance and situation that is before us or the temperatures as they change. We do that throughout the year. 
the spring we wear something a little warm, but, but, but not as warm as the winter. As summer comes, we get down to lighter weight clothing and things that are cooler and more comfortable in the higher temperatures. As fall comes, we transition again. So it's this ever-changing thing that happens in our life that we are taking off and putting on. Taking off and putting on. And he tells us the same thing is true spiritually. Spiritually, that there is this taking off and putting on. It comes through the renewal of the mind, through the Spirit of the Lord, that we are changing or transforming, if you would. And so I think it's important that we remember that. It's not just an adding to. So it's not like, well, I had on you know, my shorts and t-shirt the other day and the temperature turns colder, so I'm just going to add to that. We don't do that normally. We take off and put on. It's a complete transformation and changing. And so the same thing is true spiritually. It is a taking off of the old and putting on of the new. And so he calls us to that as believers. And as we read through this passage, Paul uh, helps us to understand what it means to put on the new self. And he shows us that through a couple of things. And we will look at those together this morning. The first is this, what was not put on. Okay, so we're going to recognize that and then know what to put on. We're going to look at that as Paul shares that and then put off the old self and put on the new self. We're going to see that those uh, four things as we move through God's word in this passage this morning. So the first is what was not put on. So listen to what he says, but that is not the way you learned Christ. So in other words, he said, you are not behaving the way that you learn to behave. So you have put on some things that you shouldn't be putting on. You are doing some things that you should not be doing. So after reviewing the evils of the pagan world and the self-centered, purposeless, standardless wickedness, then they come from spiritual darkness and ignorance. Paul declared to the believers who had failed back or who had fallen back into such a lifestyle. And he says, this is not the way you learn Christ. He, he said, you learn Christ. You, you heard of him. In fact, if we look at that passage and notice what he says, I think it's very interesting. We don't like to use that word assume very often. But, but in reality, he does use that word here. And he says this, but you did not learn Christ this way. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him just as the truth is in Jesus. So he says, you have heard him, you have learned of him, you've been taught of him. He said, just as this has happened, he said, this isn't the way you learned him. And so they had heard of Christ, they had learned of Christ, and and then they had fallen back into an old lifestyle. And he said, don't put that on. Don't put on that old lifestyle any longer. Don't engage in that and involve yourself. You are are not to have a part uh, of such things. Instead, he, he says, we are to put on the new. And so the things that we are not to put on, he covers that. And he reminded them of his own example. And living in his life, and he said, you know, I, I was a pupil in the school of Christ. And, and I began to learn and to know and to understand. And the lessons that I learned and the things that I knew and understood, I wanted to share with others. But he says, you've fallen back into the old way of life. And he says, and you aren't to put those things on. And so the expression that Paul learned Christ is a direct reference to salvation. Of coming to know 
Christ, to learn Christ, is to be saved. And this learning of Christ and coming to Christ is a supernatural, and, and it's a salvation that comes only from Him. We can't generate it ourselves. We can't create it on our own. It comes only from Him. So listen to what he says to the church at Corinth in relationship to the same kind line of teaching and thought in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning in verse 9. He says this, But as if it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love Him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. So notice what he says. He said, not, not what man has seen or heard or even thought of in his heart. But he said, it's in reference to what the Spirit has revealed to us. He said, this salvation didn't come to you on your own. It's not a man-made thing. He said, it's revealed to us in the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except, except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. So he's talking about understanding our salvation. And he says, listen, these things are not of the world. You can't generate them on your own. He said, they come only from the Spirit of God and from the presence of God so that we can understand what God has given us. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person, now listen to this. This is very important for us to understand as believers. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. He says, listen, there's a certain knowledge that comes from the Spirit of God. There's a certain understanding that comes from the Spirit of God that in the natural man, apart from the spiritual things, you just can't understand it. You can't even comprehend it. There's no way for us to grasp what that is in the natural state, in a non-spiritual state. He says these things can only come from the Spirit of God. And so then he goes on and says this, The spiritual person judges all things but is himself to be judged by no one for who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. So he says, here's what's happened. You, you were taught, you believed, but he said you reverted back to the old way of life. You've allowed all of these things, you've put on some things that you shouldn't be putting on. And, and so he, he relates that to us and helps us to understand. He said, there are certain things that can only be understood when we are led by the Spirit, when the Spirit is living in us. And if we have not become a believer and the Spirit isn't living in us, there are some things the world just cannot, worldly people just cannot understand about the Spirit of God. Because to them, it's folly. To them, it's, it's not real. It's, it's not significant or it's not important. And they just can't comprehend it unless Christ is living in them. Only the Spirit can render the message of the cross truly comprehensible 
to someone. So every Christian is a spiritual person, led and empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Scripture is very clear about the Spirit coming to dwell within us. To be this spiritual person is all about Christ. Jesus is the subject. He is the teacher. He is the atmosphere. This is the Christian experience. St. Patrick wrote it this way. Listen to what St. Patrick wrote. I think this is beautifully put. He puts it this way. This was in the 5th century. Christ be with me. Christ within me. Christ behind me. Christ before me. Christ beside me. Christ to win me. Christ to comfort and restore me. Christ beneath me. Christ above me. Christ in quiet. Christ in danger. Christ in hearts of all that love me. Christ in mouth of friend and stranger. St. Patrick said, listen, Christ is everything. He's everywhere. He's in every place. He's in everything. And he said, for me to live is Christ. Everything about him. In order to put on the new self, we need to understand what not to put on. And then we need to understand what to put on. Ephesians 4.21, he goes on and says this, Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. The truth. That's what we need to put on. He's talking about the, the conditional sentence is that we put on the truth. The truth from the author's perspective of this Uh, Literary purposes, Uh, these believers had heard the truth. Instead of being ignorant of God's truth, the Christian has heard Christ and is taught in Him. So he says, you have heard the truth. It has been revealed to you. This is what you need to put on. It's the salvation that you receive and then you continue to live in. And so putting this on makes me a new person. Putting this on makes me different than I was before. And so he, he, we look at Acts chapter 3. Listen to what he says there, just a few verses. I don't want to read all this for, for the sake of time. But he says this, While he clung to Peter and John, all the people were utterly astounded, ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people. And listen to what he says. Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you denied the Holy and Righteous One and ask for a murder to be granted to you. And you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. And now, brothers... I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. 
Repent, therefore, and turn again from your sins, and may be blotted out. That times of refreshing, listen to this, may come from the presence of the Lord, and that He may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. Listen, this, this is an amazing miracle. We remember there's a lame man, and he was at the portico of Solomon, and the waters, when it was stirred, the first person in the water received healing. And, and they were coming into the temple, and, and they asked the question, well, you know, why, why don't you get in the water? And, and he says, well, others beat me there. And so, so they healed him. He, he stood up, and, and he was no longer lame, and, and, and he could walk. And, and so was, as they're there, all these people begin to gather around. And Peter says, hey, wait a minute, listen. You guys are all excited about this. He said, but the one who made him whole, the one who healed him, that made him complete and gave him complete health, he said, that's the one you put to death. That's the one you turned on. You, you turned your back on him, and, and you asked for a murder instead of him to be released to you. And he said, you've got to know. And he said, I know you did that out of ignorance. Get, get what he's saying here? He's talking about being taught and learning, putting on the truth. And he said, you were deceived, and you lived in your ignorance. He says, but, but here's what I want you to understand. You're no longer under ignorance. You know the truth now. You've received the truth, and you need to put on the truth so that you can be fully clothed in the righteousness and the holiness of God. As we begin a new year, we can begin it as a new person. It's time to put off all the old things and put on the new things. It's time to take off all the old clothes of the last year, all the old things of the past, and to put on the new. And the new is the truth. And the truth is in Jesus, and it is only in Him and when we understand that that truth comes from only knowing Him, then we can begin to shed the old and put on the new and put off, put off the old self and put on the new self. It's a transformation. It's a, a changing, if you would. Ephesians 4, 4 verse 22 says this, to put off your old self which belongs to your former manner of life. He said anything that's connected to what you used to be, he said you need to take it off. Get rid of it. Don't carry that baggage around. Don't let it hang on. He says, get rid of it. And, and he said, it is corrupt through deceitful desires. The idea is that you and I need to look at our life and ask ourselves the question, what is the old I need to get rid of? What is it from this last year or the last years of my life, even though I've known Christ, I've continued to hang on to it? I've continued to hold on to it. I've continued to let it control me in some way. Maybe it's a guilt of our past. Maybe it's a sin of our past. Maybe it's a failure of our past. Maybe it's a success of our past. But we've let it keep hanging around. And he says it's time to let go of those things and to unclothe yourselves and remove those things that are from your former manner of life. And he said it's time to put on the new. It's time to start afresh, if you would, by putting on the truth that is in Christ, by repenting from our past and our sin, and to seek that which He offers to us as salvation in our life. And He said it is an ongoing process. Salvation is a one-time event. I want you to think about this for a moment. Salvation is a one-time event that changes us from who we were to who God wants us to be. But at that moment of salvation, we become new. The Scripture says, Behold, all the old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. 
We are a new creature in Christ. And he says at that moment, then we begin to live up to who God says we are. We no longer live who we used to be. He says we now begin to live who God says we are. And so we put off all of those old things. We remove that old clothing. And he says we clothe ourselves in the truth of God's Word. And then our desire is to be who He called us to be. Then our desire is to live the way that He calls us to live. In obedience and faithfulness to His Word. Putting on the new self. Look at verses 23 and 24. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. And to put on the new self. Listen to what it says. Created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Are we desiring, making an effort to live in righteousness and holiness? Are are we making an effort to live in the likeness of God? To live like Him? Or are we still trapped in living like the world? Are we still trapped in behaving like the world? Or have we allowed ourselves to put off the old and to put on, renew, and and continually renew, to put on Christ and to begin to live the way that He calls us to live? To live in obedience to the truth of His Word, in faithfulness to the Scripture, and according to what God's Word calls us to in our lives, that we can become new in Christ that we can put off the old and become new so that we begin this new year as a new self. We begin this new year living the way God calls us to live. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 4 says this, We are partakers of the divine nature. Think about that for a minute. What does it mean for me to be a partaker? It means that I take part in. I'm a partaker, I'm involved in, I I take part in, I'm I'm connected to, and notice what he says, divine nature. His divine nature, we are partakers in that. We are a part of that, we are engaged in that, we are involved in that in our lives as we live for Him. And so He calls us to put off the old and to put on the new, And then in Colossians chapter 3, verses 10 through 15, listen closely as we prepare to close. It says, And have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, Holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another. And if one has complained against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all of these things. Did you hear this? This is what he says you need to put on. We're going to start this new year. This is what we need to put on. We need to put on Holy, beloved, compassionate hearts. We need to put on kindness. We need to put on humility. We need to put on meekness and patience. He says we need to bear with one another. And if one complains against us that we need to put on forgiveness and be forgiving of others. 
But he says, above all of these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. All of these things that we want to be in Christ, he said, it's love that brings it all together. It's love that holds it where it needs to be. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Paul says, new year, new you. Put off the old, put on the new, and all of it is held together by love. And in that love, and in that obedience, If you, this morning, want to start the new year as a new you, then the invitation is for you. It's a time for us to make decisions about our life and about our future and about what 2022 holds for us. It begins with choosing to put off the old and put on the new.